Welcome. It is Friday night, and this is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Brick Griffith, as we get ready to talk about the events of the last couple days anyway. There's always plenty to talk about. We've got two terrific guest panelists with us tonight. Elle, with a brand new light bulb, it seems. Did you get a new light bulb, Elle? I d- <laughs> I got a desk lamp because everyone always complains about me being in a cave, even though as soon as I stop the live stream, the lamp goes back off and I'm back in my cave. So, yeah. oh, well, I was going to say, a desk you must have ran a GoFundMe to get a light bulb or something. So good for you. That's awesome. No. <laughs> I just live in the, like, I have, like, I'm on my computer all the time. Like I have, usually I have like the like blackout curtains that like this thing is a cave but yeah, yeah i don't play I, I i understand the value of working in a dimly lit room i like that myself sean is back with They're us sean vampires. what happened to foghorn leghorn you you're known on the show now as the foghorn leghorn guy but foghorn leghorn <laughs> looks like he's sideways now on uh on, over your left shoulder you know it's funny he said that before uh we're in a new spot i'm in a new spot this time it's our studio now so uh foghorn leghorn's He's, he's he's vertical now. <laughs> to, to, you know, just taking a nap vertically. Well, welcome back to the program. You two are suffering the Thanks. injustices of New York State, uh, as I am. We got Brit suffering the injustices of California. L, you're the only one in a place that is somewhat reasonably free. Um, you're the only one that has a light to shine when it when it comes to uh, governors and state all that stuff. But. Lots to talk about tonight, Britt. Let's get started. I want to uh, just correct the record here because a fact checker was forced to be fact checked. We all know and we have seen probably the video. Oh, by the way, welcome to everybody in our chat room. I forgot to do that. All of our chat rooms for that matter. Um, we've all seen the video of uh, Biden at the um, at the ceremony bringing the 13 uh, dead U.S. soldiers home from Afghanistan. Um, it's called a dignified transfer. Uh at Dover Air Force Base, and while he was standing there for this ceremony, he continually was checking his watch. But USA Today did a fact check on that, and USA Today came to the conclusion that um, that uh, Biden did appear, this is a quote from USA Today, the fact checker there, Biden did appear to check his watch during the visit to Dover Air Force Base, but he did so after the dignified transfer ceremony was over. Then it turns out they actually went back and looked at it, and they said, oh, in the corrections and clarifications section, this story was updated September 2nd to note that Biden checked his watch multiple times at the dignified transfer event, including during the ceremony itself, the correction, that's according to the correction, and it went on to say that the, uh, the rating on this claim has been changed from partly false to missing content. L, what good are fact checkers when they don't really pay attention to the facts themselves. That kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Well, it certainly does. Uh, Fact-checking has become this absurd gotcha movement within uh, journalism. And, and it's it's hilarious to actually, when you read the details of them, kind of like what you were just saying, like they'll say, well, technically, well, actually, but it's... it's um, if you look into who's funding them, where it comes from, a lot of it, it, you know, it's it's just another arm of either like a government entity or, oh, sorry, my uh, ESPN app just went off. <laughs> it's some sort of government entity or one of the foundations that supports them. So it, it, fact checking is just another, just, yeah. 
Sean, it's, it's hardly ever factual. <laughs> yeah, and Sean, and, always, and you know, this is no surprise to any of us here on the program or probably any of us listening to the program, but the fact checkers seem to come out of the woodwork. They come out like these cockroaches out of the woodwork when there are Republicans to check or to fact, you know, to try to compare facts to. And then when the Biden administration comes in or when other Democrats, you know, get start running their mouths, they kind of crawl back into the woodwork and disappear for a while. That seems to be the nature of these fact checkers. Yeah, I mean, I want to know where the fact checkers are on the Biden quid pro quo in Afghanistan. I want to know where they're at when we're talking about, you know, can we get to the bottom of that story? Maybe, you know, did our president really ask another president of another country that was telling him that his country was being invaded? Did he really ask him to lie to the rest of the world to, quote unquote, change the perception of what was going on in Afghanistan for air support? Is that the kind of quid pro quo that was going on? No fact check there. But instead, we have to fake fact check this other situation at, at this uh, service for the for the 13 uh, uh, men and women who died in Afghanistan. It's it's disgusting. They're fact checkers. They're agenda pushers and propagandists. That's all they are. And that's what we should call them. Uh, Britt, to piggyback on something Sean just pointed out, he's talking about the call between um, Biden and the Afghan president. It turns out if uh, people who watch how media cover these types of things, there was basically, and this is this is the number I saw on a screen, zero seconds on the major networks dedicated to talking about this phone call between Biden and the Afghan president, in which he appeared to try to tell the Afghan president, pretend it's going okay, so I can get my stuff done here. You mean you mean quid pro quid pro quid pro Joe? Quid pro Joe? Quid pro quo Joe. <laughs> I mean, he does a lot of quid pro quid pro. How, what's the saying? Quid quid what? It's quid pro quo is the saying. Thank you. Quid pro quo, <laughs> Joe, is what I'm trying to spit out. I'm a little buzz. We have a street oh, fair going on boy. down the street. I went to. I had some quesadillas, some chicken on a stick, a handful of beers. Chicken on a I'm stick. feeling good right now. So, chicken on a stick, baby. Chicken on a stick. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the yeah. best. Uh, so, so quid pro quid pro quo, Joe, is kind of hard to spit out when you're a little buzz, but. He is king of the quid pro quos. He's done it all of his life. Hey, get my buy my hunt my my son's painting for five hundred thousand dollars, and I'll give you whatever you want, John. You want Afghanistan? Here you go. But you got but you got to buy two paintings. Um. So yeah, it is what it is, and we we we, we this nothing's gonna happen until we get Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Boebert or you know this Teddy Daniels guy. If we get them into Congress, and stuff stuff might happen. If we're stuck with the Lindsey Grahams of the world and McConnells of the world and the McCarthy's of the world, nothing's gonna change. It's all gonna be brushed under the rug. Uh, circling back. Yeah, circling back to the fact checkers. The fact checkers are narrative pushers. Not only the the horrible thing about this fact check, and if I ever meet this fact checker in life, he's gonna he's gonna get an earful. I don't care where I'm at, where what's going on. I don't care if we're surrounded by TSA. He is gonna get lit into because what he was doing was saying the Gold Star families were liars. Yeah, he was going after the Gold Star families because that's where those stories were coming from, and they were starting. They're getting traction, and people are like, "What?" So this guy, this liberal, this little maggot, who if if we he needs to be put into an American diaper and dropped in the middle of Afghanistan and let him survive because he's a maggot. He does not deserve to live in this country in, in our in our amazingness because he went after Gold Star families and called them liars when it turns out it was factual. And here's the other thing about these damn fact checkers. I'm sorry. A fact check is not. Uh, well, I called the Pentagon for a statement and they said that is not a fact check. That's what the reporter did. And that's what your fact check. Your fact check is I found John Q. Smith, who was at the event at 913 and witnessed and got this video. And here's hard facts. That's a fact check. A fact check is not someone's goddamn opinion.
You got to find the facts. You got to get out of your little cubicle in New York City with your little latte and your little man bun on. And you got to go out there and get your feet dirty, get your fingernails, dirt on your fingernails. And you got to find what's going on. You got to go out and be a real goddamn reporter. Get out of your bubble. Go out and do the real work like, like Elle does. She spends hours in the middle of the night just digging through archives. That's what you got to do. And they don't do it. They're, yeah. they're little sissy boys. <laughs> Little sissy boys who 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 have a daddy that owns something that's connected somewhere, and so they got this little hundred thousand dollar year job, so they can say I'm a fact checker, I'm important. A couple beers, and he goes nuts. This is out of control. Okay, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I don't want to enable like a monster here, Britt, but I think you should drink before we stream more often. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. I'll tell you know. I don't know if that's a good. Uh, Elle, a quick comment uh, to follow up on Britt, and then I want to I want to go to another topic. So, quick on this one, but uh, aren't the reporters themselves supposed to be the fact checkers? Isn't that what their job is? So, why do we need fact checkers to check the people that are supposed to be checking the facts? You know, that's actually that's actually a really good point. Uh, <sighs> They, they are reporters over journalists now. I mean, journalism used to be, you know, someone would go be in the middle of the action somewhere or do some sort of undercover work or dig up some corruption. And now they really are like they just report what's fed to them by Sinclair or whoever the big conglomerate is. Um, and for that reason, they're just repeating the same things that they're told to. So I guess it's become a necessary thing or at least they've created the i guess illusion that it's necessary uh and and for some reason even though as you said journalists and uh media outlets should be i mean granted people are going to get things wrong and make corrections that, that's acceptable but the fact that there are actual fact checking sites uh should definitely be raising some alarm bells as to you know what the hell's going on in the media so quick, very uh, good point. Yeah, quick, well, quick, well stated. Thank you. Quick, quick subject change. And I want you to comment on this, too, before I go to Sean. Um, but now we're getting reports that Afghans that have been arriving in U.S. military bases are getting one thousand two hundred fifty dollars a piece upon arrival. Once they arrive in the United States and as they're being temporarily resettled at U.S. military bases, they're receiving this one time payment from the State Department. They receive one thousand two hundred fifty dollar payment. That's provided to them from the State Department, and of course, it is funded by U.S. taxpayers, and if not taxpayers directly, certainly the debt that's being put on to taxpayers. Al, thoughts on the $1,250 payment given to the uh, Afghanis as they arrive? I didn't know about that $1,250. It does not shock me, and I find it just fascinating that in this country we have a government who will simultaneously tell us that things like social security are going to eventually run out and that uh, certain things that people have been paying into for their whole lives are going to run out. But we can always, always, always find, you know, the money necessary to do these things. And um, yeah, wow, what a betrayal, you know? This is just... Mm. The Sean, Sean, uh, you you live in Long Island, so I don't know how hard you got hit by the remnants of the Hurricane Ida that went through New York City. Some really amazing and striking images uh, have been circulating with uh, subways flooded and just it almost looks like the Titanic sinking with the amount of water that's pouring in. Uh, do you think every New Yorker is going to get twelve hundred fifty dollars, or is that just reserved for Afghans and foreign nationals? 
Well, I mean, I'll go beyond that. First of all, Hurricane Ida or Tropical Storm Ida was devastating. It was probably the second most devastating thing to hit the city because our mayor is Bill de Blasio. So that's, uh, you know, he's, he, that's, that was 10 times worse than that, that damn storm, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but it did look like Titanic, and that's, you know, symbolic of the trajectory of New York City lately, too. We need Curtis Lee, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but, no, we're not going to get 1250 and I'm not looking for 1250 uh, you know where we could take that money? We can take it and, and give it to veterans. 22 veterans kill each, kill themselves every day. All right, how about we reinvest that stuff in the homeland? I got no problem. You want to bring refugees in. It's fine. I understand you want to be compassionate. But if you're going to give them taxpayer money, because if government's giving money, where does government get money from, right? They get it from us. If they're going to give them that money, them, right? They, it, it, why are they going to give it to somebody else who's not even a citizen? Before helping our own, the homeless veterans, the 22 a day that kill themselves every single day. That's where that should be going. And I, I, it just doesn't sit right with me. I love that idea. I love that idea, giving it to home um, uh, veterans, uh, particularly those who are really struggling. And there are a lot of them right now as they've witnessed what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Britt, I'm going to change the topic here, but feel free to comment on any of it and then take it to whatever you want to chat about. But here's something that's a little ominous. Amazon says it plans to censor more sites from its cloud hosting platform. Reuters has reported mm. that the tech and e-commerce giant Amazon plans to take a more active approach to censoring what it considers rule-violating content from its cloud hosting service. And we should note that Amazon currently hosts about 40% of the cloud hosting in the marketplace. And that number is a bit deceiving, Britt, because um, as we learned from the Parler debacle, when Parler was deplatformed, other hosting platforms wouldn't take Parler on because they were afraid of what Amazon could do to them in retribution. So Amazon is effectively a monopoly. Don't let that 40% number fool you. Yes, uh, you're exactly right. And and it is it, it is a scary situation that, that Amazon has that kind of power, and they do. Uh, but, you know, we're starting to build – we are literally starting to build uh, the parallel economy. I mean, Gab has built everything up from their uh, – you know their own. They're not. They're not relying on any of these leftist companies. Uh, Parlors come back. It's trying to come back, but they're completely autonomous now. They they don't have to worry about that. But there. But there is also some things that are happening. Again, I listened to Dan Bongino on the semi regular, and he's a part of par, uh, Parlor. He's a part of uh, really a part of Rumble, and Rumble is getting ready to uh, to announce that they're going to be hosting like Amazon is. So we will have a place to go. Um, they got a bunch of financial backers that are right of center. Um, and they're going to uh, uh, basically here comes the competition. So it is starting to work. The only the only thing that we have to worry about is the IP addresses. If that goes woke and that becomes political, I don't know how we get around the IP addresses because then we're going to, have to create a whole new separate Internet. And I don't know how that goes. But the left is on a rampage. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to take this subject. I'm going to run with it because I also have. Um, I also have. Uh, I actually pulled an article on that. the The left, uh, the left doesn't just want to censor uh, you on social media. It also wants to close your bank accounts. Uh, it's becoming increasingly clear that political leaders on the left and big tech are joining arms uh, to not just deplatform dissident voices from social media, but to bear to bar them from the digital space entirely, including from having the ability to make and receive payments online. Latest example is Chase Bank. Remember that Chase Bank just recently dumped. Uh, uh, Flynn's account locked it out. They were afraid of reputational harm. But then they came back and they said, oh, that was a mistake. But also, 
Wells, I don't know how many of you guys remember, Wells Fargo a couple months ago made a business decision and they closed the Republican Delaware Senate candidate Lauren Witzke's account. Um, uh, and then also uh, PayPal and Stripe has also been uh, uh, in, getting involved in the cancel culture, um, uh, the cancel culture participants. Uh, who the, I have a flag here. Southern Poverty Law Center. PayPal has admitted to closing accounts flagged by the Southern Poverty Law Center in 2019. And then PayPal just announced a joint uh, a joint adventure with the Anti-Defamation League uh, going forward that they're going to um, uh, they're going to says after the Capital Six riots, uh, they're going to be looking for individuals who have been present at those riots and they're going to cancel them. And then they're going to hunt down Hunt down and eliminate uh, from their platforms anybody who is a terrorist or white nationalist. But they won't define exactly what they're doing. So, L, they're being vague on the definitions of what they're doing, what their what mm -hmm. the requirements are. But they mm -hmm. their goal is, in their mind, oh, here it is, I found it. Disrupt the financial pipeline that supports extremists and hate movements. That's what they're going to do. They're very left. The Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Southern Poverty Law Center, they're, they're a hate group themselves. They're very anti-Semitic, are they not? Um, I'm not gonna. If you want, <laughs> um, the, the the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center and the ACLU and all they all operate under the guise of some sort of uh, you know perceived targeted threat on some group, and uh, it's usually uh, just bullshit. But um, as a lot of y'all know, if you don't follow me on social media or uh, my oh sorry. My that was my chair. Um, if you don't follow me on uh, social media or my site, uh, I am one of the more canceled people that, you know, nobody ever really raises any alarms about because I just kind of keep surviving anyways. And I was deplatformed from PayPal last year uh, in November, right after I exposed voter fraud. And there I was, there was no re reason given. Uh, just no, you can no longer accept payments through PayPal. And, um, as you were saying, Britt, it certainly is kind of worrisome that they don't really give it that white nationalism or a, you know right wing extreme extremism is such a it's such a nebulous concept and it's really it's not the problem that they want you to think it is, uh, but you know when they talk about how you know white people go camping and black people don't and that's white supremacy you know then like literally anything could be white supremacy in that you know way you can find it anywhere uh ibram kendi finds it everywhere uh, hannah nicole jones finds it everywhere and they've made a fortune doing so and the uh critical race theory and uh perpetual victim movement is a huge cash cow and they know it and um, by disrupting financial services like that, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely very scary. And of course, you know, like where you're saying with, uh, you know, General Flynn and his, or Joseph Flynn with his um, bank account, they're like, oh, it's a mistake. Like those mistakes only ever go one way, you know? And fortunately he yep. has the uh, ability, he has the ability and the following and the, you know, uh, ability to push back. Whereas a lot of people don't, you know, when I got deplatformed from PayPal, it was just like, well, tough shit, kid. You know, like we yep. took your money and you can't have it anymore. Like, and, and, and that's the scary thing is, is that for a lot of people who don't uh, have the ability to, to raise hell and at least get their stuff back, they're just going to be shit out of luck. And there's really, it's, it's very scary, but yeah, parallel economy, all of that is more crucial than ever.
So that's my statement. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's coming it's coming along, um, Sean. So uh, the, another thing that Bongino is involved in, uh, it's like he's hellbent on building it himself. But uh, he, uh, it's online now. It's called AlignPay, A-L-I-G-N, pay.com. I, I don't get any money from any of this. I just love the fact uh, mm -hmm. it's it's the alternative thing. So it's like a PayPal or a Stripe, but it's a line pay, and it is totally sensor free. You don't, we don't have to go there. But will we be able to get enough masses into the uh, into the economy, into the alternative economy, the parallel economy, to where it's viable and it stays? We saw what they did to Parler. Parler hit critical mass. They had 21 million users, and that's when they got nuked from AWS from Amazon. Do we? Will we be able to get enough over there, and will they be able to weather the storm? Because big tech's going to shit Twinkies. Well, they are, and but we have to. It's not. It's not. Are we going to be able to or, or not? The 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 goal is, or the idea is, we have to, because if we continue to stay in enemy territory, surrounded by the enemy, in plain sight of the enemy, they're going to pick us off one by one. It's kind of like what L was saying. Some people, some people can't raise hell about it and raise awareness as to their, you know, to their situation. And for those people who who are afraid of getting canceled that don't have the voice or may not be noticed that they're canceled, go there now. Get on Rumble now. Get on Parler. Get her. Yes. Get on all these different websites now. Start building a presence where you know your friends are. You, know, you may not know the actual people, but friendlies are over there. Build yourself your platform in the parallel economy. This way, when everyone else starts to run over, you got something already. And you got your yep. voice and you're established. And now you're one of the guys that have been there waiting, saying, hey, guys, welcome to the party at the parallel economy. We don't have a choice. We have to start heading over there. All of us do. We've got to boycott these. That's what Bongino. I listen to him every day. Right? He calls it a boycott. Just go support the businesses that support your values. It's not the parallel economy. We can call it the America first economy. That's how you get people to come on over. And, and if we can do that, we can. We can. I truly believe, and whole loud majority, I truly believe there are more of us than there are of them. And if that's the case, then we'll take everybody and put them in the America first economy and the other economy will sink. That's my hope. Uh, oh, yeah. Before I go to you, JV, <laughs> I, want to, I, want to I want to recognize in the Foxhole chat, uh, Isaiah Smith uh, gifted us two cans. We have two cans and it, uh, one of the cans that he gifted says, huge win for active duty service members. I don't know what that message means, but that's what he put. But thank you, Isaiah, for supporting us and giving us two cans that we can drink some more beer out of. <laughs> uh, I got to get, get a wall of cans behind me. No, you need one of those um, hats JV, that has uh, the, two, the two can holders, one on each yeah, side with the straws exactly. that come down. That's what you need. Yeah. You know, I did see that at the fair tonight. Some guy had the horns. Sure you did. He had, uh, solo sure cups taped to the horns and then straws <laughs> that came down. Um, but, but Sean just hit on something about... And it's important that we need to do, and it's it's what I do. I mean, I have Parler, I have Gitter, I have Gab, I have Twitter, I have Facebook, I have them all. And and you, it, yeah, it's time consuming, but we have to hit them all. I mean, we have to set our presence up in the alternative. And then I go over to Twitter and I just stir shit. That's all I do. Yes, but it's time consuming, and you don't you don't do it that much. But it's got to get done. How do we get someone like you, JV, who is aggressive and in the fight? But you're just like, oh, I don't want to deal with another freaking platform. Yeah, How do we I, get you to do that. Well, let me let me just first say I don't do a lot on the the traditional platforms. I you know before you and I started the show, I never was on Twitter. I only 
tolerate it at this point because I'm trying to engage people because of the show. Uh, same thing with Facebook. I mean, I have uh, on, on one of my Facebook fan pages, uh, you know, 300,000 followers. Sadly, I don't talk to them because I don't know. I don't have anything important to say. I don't feel like I do. So I'm not really engaged in that. That economy. So to add others to to that to that to my plate is difficult. But I'll tell you one thing that would help is if you get me a way that I don't have to try to remember all these pass passwords and logins because that's my kryptonite. I I go to log into something. Oh crap! What the hell email did I use? What pass? And I don't want to go through the click on the forgot password. I think every time you do that, they, someone's keeping score somewhere. And some bit they, you know, like at my <laughs> funeral, they're gonna haunt. Oh, this idiot had to reset his password five. 1,622 times. Um, I don't know. He, yeah, a, they make browser plugins uh, for that, Jamie. I don't trust Randall them. Or... I don't trust them. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't trust enough. giving well, my... I don't trust my computer to remember that stuff. I mean, they, it probably does anyway. I, I don't I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> one, of the, one of the problems I have with this whole thing, though, and this idea of, of a separate economy, which I completely agree with what everybody said here. It's the only way out for us. But the problem I have with it is the same problem I have with a one-party government. We start talking in an echo chamber. And when we're in this echo chamber, we're not, our ideas aren't being challenged, and certainly the other side's ideas are not being challenged. So now you've got two separate echo chambers going on. No one's learning from each other, which is what should be happening. Even if we have stupid-ass arguments on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is, hopefully somebody with enough reason is getting some information from one side or the other. I don't know if that's – maybe that's me being optimistic. I'm not sure. Um I wanted to go back to the to the greater concept of these of these bands and people being taken off uh, of of uh, platforms, regardless of the platform, because of their politics. You know, we have special legislation that has been designed to protect people from biases for for being disabled, biases due to race, biases due to gender, biases due to sexual preference. Um, the two that might be the most important, and they're the ones that are actually referenced in the Constitution, are politi politics and, and, and religion. And they're the ones that are being shit on everywhere. So this is what I don't understand. We have created all these other protections, but the ones that should exist endemically are being ignored. Yeah, and, uh, and religion is kind of yeah. in the Constitution, is it not? I mean, I just said, are you listening it, to me, Brett? I just said religion and 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 political ideologies are basically the two that are really that are referenced in the Constitution. Right. And I, didn't, one, I didn't have the Constitution part kind of blip. Well, I, I, I said side. it four times. So are you that drunk or what? <laughs> Maybe. OK, I, I could be. I could be, but I'm also looking at my next article, so I'm kind of doing it's two things. That's the bigger you know, not, That's the bigger. You were you were looking forward and not listening. That's what was happening over there, Brett. Yeah, You're not fooling I anybody. Because well, I have to, you know. Yeah, well, that's true. But I also do want to make a comment though that what we're doing, JB. You know, we had that comment about do we continue with Twitch and all that stuff because it's a bunch of kids and they hate us. But we're also streaming to Twitch, and we know that we're gonna have a lot of haters over there, and we get the trolls in our in our in our chat, and it's a it's kind of tough because it's all kids. But my hope is that we get that one kid a night, that one two kids a night that stroll across our stream and they see it and they go, "Oh, that's not what my teacher said. Let me look at you know." And all of a sudden, we spark ideas. Because for me, it was Glenn Beck. I rolled across Glenn Beck and his chalkboards, and that was my gateway drug to not trusting anything in the government. Um, but I want to change subjects here a little bit, just something a little more fun. 
Um, not you know, it just made me smile ear to ear. So we know how Hollywood is kissing the royal ass of China. They want into China so bad. Whatever China wants. I mean, they are literally glossing over the the Uyghur death camps, the the the, the child labor, the slave labor, the amount of suicides at the at the Foxconn building where they build iPhones. You know, the the child labor and the cobalt mines. Yeah, if you own an electric vehicle, you are supporting slave child labor. Just know that. Just know that if you have a battery-powered something, you are supporting child labor. Anyway, so I ran across this little article. In a dramatic turn for the major studios, Hollywood's share of China's box office is in freefall, reportedly collapsing to less than 10% as Beijing aims to bolster its domestic movie industry while continuing to block major Hollywood releases for, from playing in Chinese cinema. I love this, L. I love the fact that these smug, pompous, spoiled, rich, little privileged brats in Hollywood... And I'm talking about the producers. I'm not even talking about the actors. I'm talking about the producers and the executives that run the studios are getting hammered by by Beijing. Beijing is giving them the double F you. You know, we got you to destroy your country for us, and now we're going to screw you. How far does this go? Does China just decimate Hollywood, do you think? You know, in most ways, I'm not very supportive of, you know, the rising China empire. But I will say that if they are part of the you know, movement that helps end Hollywood, go China, but otherwise, no. Um, <laughs> Hollywood in and of itself is losing steam. I was talking about this with people on uh, Gab just the other night. You know, they're not really producing anything. I, I cannot really think of the last time that I enjoyed anything new. I don't really even try to find new shows and movies now, but there really hasn't been anything good that's come out in so long because everything now is just so heavy-handed. They're just spoon-feeding you everything. It's full of so many different agendas and statements. There's no show that just exists for the sake of being a show, hardly. There's no movie that comes out that's just, like, a movie for the sake of being a movie. It's It, it all has to have some sort of, like, um, you know, ul ulterior motive, and it's really... I think even people who consider themselves woke are getting pretty tired of that just because it's so like yeah. you want to watch movies and shows and things to escape and it's, it's like the opposite of that so honestly the same thing with in texas and atlanta and all of that like when uh, last year hollywood was like we're gonna boycott georgia because of you know passing voter and integrity bills or election integrity bills and the same thing with texas now because people can't murder their babies their unborn babies uh like leftists and hollywood and all like we're well we're not gonna come to texas and it's like so this is a two for one like we're gonna you know ban abortions after yeah. six weeks and hollywood's gonna start avoiding texas like i they're i think they're starting to find out how much we actually don't need them uh the, the hollywood in general is kind of like the beacon of entertainment because there's so many different platforms now there's so many ways like for people to do independent media even if it's you know just bullshit like most people spend more time uh, flipping through tiktok now than they do watching tv shows they're losing their steam or they're losing their power and they're losing their influence and yes uh, personally i'm cheering for it so that's sorry into my rant yeah. 
And you're and you're right. And Sean, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of uh, some of the stuff that El said to, and throw it over to you. Um, Hollywood really, it's 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 all reruns, basically. They're they're, they're rerunning, they're making comic books into movies. They're they're redoing, re revamping, re TV shows, and it's like it's like are they are, are they are they afraid to write? Are the writers so woke they're afraid to put anything on paper because they don't know if next week, oh, that's going to be a cancelable offense. I can't talk about that. The other thing. Um, just to L, the the last good thing I saw was uh, was uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds' last guy, the blue shirt guy, um, free guy. I actually enjoyed the hell out of that. That was actually pretty well done. It's still a little wokey, but I, don't even know what that I thought is. it was well done. <laughs> but yeah, it's the latest movie out. Uh, but Sean, um, it, it's like they're afraid to write. Nothing really I don't new know or cutting edge. Or- <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know if they're afraid. I, I mean, uh, they may be afraid because of the whole woke thing, but I just don't think they're creative. I don't think they're good writers. I mean, listen, one of my favorite movies ever, Toy Story, to infinity and beyond, right? I love it. Buzz Lightyear. But there's more Toy Stories oh, yeah. right now than there are genders. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? Like, can we please have, you know, there's more Toy Stories than there are COVID variants at this point. Like, it's like, <laughs> it, it, can we can we come up with something? How many times do we have to re remake The Lion King or The Jungle Book? There's no creativity. They've abandoned what people want, so the people have abandoned Hollywood. Nobody watches the award shows, and they tried kissing, you know, the the the, the backsides of the Chinese dictators. Now the Chinese dictators are going, well, your own people turned on you, and we don't really need you anymore, so we're going to kick you. Hollywood's like a lost dog; they got nowhere to go to. They're going to come crying back to conservatives now. What you're going to think we forgot Kathy Griffin standing there with Donald Trump's severed head and people clapping along like barking seals, saying, "Ah ha ha, that's so funny." Of course not, you know. So we've collectively told. Hollywood, you know, double barrel middle finger to quote Dan Bongino, right up your right up your caboose, you know, shove it, and that's it. We don't need Hollywood. <laughs> and and they know that. And that's the end of that. Yeah, no, exactly. So and, and JV. So it is. And JV, piggybacking on what Sean was just talking about, the old up the old caboose and screw Hollywood, whatnot. If you look at late night TV, Greg Gutfeld, the Gutfeld show is slaughtering everybody he's on a cable channel and he's blowing the networks out of the water by like a lot a lot i mean it's and he's just you know and he's hilarious but he's right of center he's not like right wing hannity he's he's more libertarian but he's hilarious and why can't what what are they I, I help me here. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of it is just the fact he's that he's not he's insane, not which helps. <laughs> say it say it again now. Say that again. I say he, he's not insane, which yeah. like that's probably all it takes right now. Like we have like conservatives are tuning into Bill Maher right now. Ma- or Meyer, however you say his last name, because yeah. he's at least like willing to hear both sides. Yeah. Like that's how desperate we are for someone who's not just like a crazy person. And, and Sorry, carry on. No, that's really what it is. It's the fact that Gutfeld's not afraid to tell the truth. I mean, he you know, he obviously has a political slant that goes right. But he tells the truth, he's, and he doesn't pull punches because he's afraid to be wo- not to be woke. Uh, and I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm like his humor's okay. He's 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 kind of witty, but he's not he's not a comedian. You know, he's not like some of these comedians that, that have their own late night shows. But the comedians aren't funny anymore because they're too damn woke. And people, a if they're going to watch comedy, they would like it to be funny. And b people don't want to tune as tune in and be preached to constantly that's why i don't watch professional sports anymore i feel like if i turn on an nfl game i'm going to be preached to if i watch an nba game i'm going to be preached to and i don't need it in everything i look at can i go somewhere where i'm not going to be preached at 
And uh, finding those outlets is becoming more and more difficult. But just to pick up on something you said, I wasn't going to use this tonight because I have more stuff. But um, uh-huh. this is another reason Hollywood is just is losing its game here. I mean, Bette Midler goes on. I don't know what the hell she's on there. The view. I don't know who the hell knows and says all women should refuse to have sex with men until they get control of their bodies as a reaction to the Texas abortion law. I mean, I don't want to get into the discussion of abortion here, but quite honestly, I don't think anybody really is that is that her now? Because I don't think she really looks like that now. I don't know. Um, But this is what they're doing. You know, they have to get themselves in every. Why don't they just remain entertainers? I remember and I've used this on the program before. uh, John Lennon became an activist after the Beatles broke up. But while the Beatles were together, they wouldn't really comment on politics unless they you know, made a joke, a small slight reference joke elvis presley same way and i know i'm going back but he when he was asked about politics he would say that's not my thing i'm a a musician and i'm going to stay in my wheelhouse that's what what celebrities and entertainers used to do now they can't wait to get in front of a microphone to tell us how we should think and how horrible we are most of the time and usually when they do it they're being completely hypocritical about it you know they're they're saying you have to fight climate change while they're on their private jet going uh, off onto the yacht uh you know and burning you know 10,000 gallons of diesel fuel a day um so you know th- that's the problem that's where hollywood has landed that's where hollywood has gone and i think they were looking at china as the way they could continue to do that and still make money so again this is two things I've agreed with China on this week. One is the three-hour limit to video games for kids, and this is the second one. I am not becoming a communist, but, man, they got a few things right. Yeah, Well, you know, every every party has something going down every now and then. You know, but um, it's funny that you say that you bring up the old the older stuff. I, I literally found the Reagan interview by Johnny Carson. I, I shared it, but then I went down a Johnny Carson rabbit hole and I was watching Buddy Sack, but Buddy Sack Hackett and Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds and just from the 70s and 80s and man what a different time. I mean Johnny Carson was just a master at at, at doing that. And somehow we got away from all that and it's really sad. Uh, 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 and then JV, I'm giving handing it back to you. All right. Well, I want to get into this uh, re- jobs report that came out today. Joe Biden is trying to defend a jobs report that came out today that was not only bad; it was horrible. In fact, uh, they were expecting economists were expecting the U.S. economy to add about 750,000 jobs. It turns out it was only 235,000 jobs. And of course, Biden's solution to this is to pass this five trillion dollar spending boondoggle. Um, He says the vast majority of Americans are struggling just to hang on. And he also noted that the, the number of billionaires has increased in America. He said they can afford to pay just a little bit more. Um. The bottom line here is that this economy is being mismanaged, L. It's not, it's not the number of billionaires. Yes, middle class is starting to struggle to hang on, but that's inflation. That's taxes. That is all of these expenses that really have nothing to do with people just uh, providing for their families. The economy is at a crucial point right now, and the Biden administration and Joe Biden himself has his hands on the steering wheel. What does that do to your comfort level? Oh, Boy, um, well, I personally don't think that Joe Biden should be driving anything. Uh, you know, when <laughs> my grandfather started to develop dementia, you know, we had to take his driver's license, and that was a really hard time for him. But it was for the best, and I think that we should be taking the proverbial 
and probably literal, uh, although I don't imagine that Joe actually drives himself anywhere, but we should take his, his license to drive anything or lead anything away. Um, as far as the economy goes, I don't know, to kind of add to that a little bit, uh, the New York Federal Federal Reserve, rather, uh, just stopped, they're going to stop counting the GDP in the same way that they always have, uh, which is kind of this weird indicator. Uh, same thing, I, I posted something about this earlier on social media, but like, if you look at any time things are going terribly or something nefarious is going on, you know, in November, they stopped counting the ballots at midnight. In early this year, they stopped counting breakthrough cases until the middle of the year of people who were vaccinated. Now they're stopping counting, uh, you know, the GDP in the same way that they always have so that they can manipulate the data. And really, like, the the truth behind all of this is that they can't tell you what they don't know. So that's why they stopped doing it. That's why they stopped tracking these metrics because then they're like, well, we, you know, we can't tell you it's all going to hell because we don't know. And as far as the economy goes, I, I'm not incredibly well versed in, you know, like national and uh, global economies. It's certainly something that I've tried to learn a lot about as I, you know, woke up in 2018 and have moved on from that. But, you know, it's such a complex thing. But I can certainly say that even though I am no expert, that what they're doing right now is uh, terribly uh, mismanaged and, you know, it's either will like just absolutely uh, what I'm trying to say like incompetence or it's uh, you know willfully evil. But either way, the the fallout from it is going to be devastating to the middle class and to uh, you know pretty much anyone who's not like uber rich. So hooray! Yeah, um, Sean, you'll probably remember in August 2019, uh, black unemployment hit a record low, the lowest level in uh, since those numbers have been recorded. However, now the black-white unemployment gap is soaring. As according to the August numbers, black unemployment jumped to 8.8%, up from 8.2% in August, while white unemployment rate went to 4.5%, down from 4.8%. Who was president when we had record, uh, record low unemployment for blacks in August of 2019? Who was that? Well, I'm so Obama. happy you asked me that question. I'm so happy you asked me that question. I just so happen to have a skill uh, where I can just, you know, when I when I want to say it, I can say, uh, you know, you know, back when things were good, we had the greatest economy in the history of our country. Okay, we had the greatest economy in the history of our country, and they threw it all away in seven months. Okay, they threw it all away in seven months. Yeah, yeah, Orange Man, Orange Man was the best thing to happen to the black community uh, in 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 the in the economy in forever right but he was a racist you had you had not orange man saying if you don't vote for me you're not black right so i love to have this discussion with liberals who i love to say okay you want to talk about systemic racism what if i concede that there are that there is systemic racism why don't you give me an example of where there is systemic racism and you hear the examples of philadelphia new york seattle oakland california you know uh san francisco portland atlanta chicago you know detroit all these different cities right and i go great that's unbelievable now can you please tell me if there's systemic racism in those cities who runs the system there and who's been running the system there for the last 40 50 60 70 80 years oh oh yep. wow democrats and now this is now you have this this unemployment gap under the watch of more democrats and what do you know the black community minority communities are suffering at the hands of democrats why is that because the democrat party is inherently racist it always has been and it always will be 
<laughs> Britt, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That is the best impression. I mean, I've heard a lot of people do that impression, that really and most of them don't touch it. You're nail it. I think it's awesome. Um, Britt, this, I want you to do the whole show like that. And it's not just the it's not just the way you pronounce this. It's it's like the phrasing too. The phrasing is perfect. It's damn good. All right, Britt, this one hit this one hits home. This is also the economy. Gal California gas prices hit an all time high. Oh. For Labor Day weekend, this report is telling us that uh, the price of self-serve regular gasoline in California hit an average of $4.40 a gallon. Apart from this is this just being completely unnecessary, this is a result of bad policies, both at the federal level and the state level. Who does this hurt the most, do you think? Me. Me. You personally. <laughs> the working middle class. It, it, literally, it's 160 bucks to fill my work truck up, and I do it every other day. 160 bucks every other day for a whole month. I mean, it's a, it's like $9,000 a year I pay in fuel. I paid two seventy nine a gallon the not, other day, and I thought that was high. Like, yeah, no, no, no. It, it's like for diesel. <laughs> yeah, for diesel, it's like four fifteen, four thirty, somewhere in there. Um, it, it's it's horrible, and and it, it's crushing us, us small time businesses. But we're just passing the price right on. Just pass the price right on. You have you know, to. And, and 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 I do re yeah, and I do repairs on rental properties that this company manages a bunch of them, but they're all like. You know, they're not all big corporations that own, you know, 70,000 units. It's a couple mom and pops, a couple retirement couples. Okay, there is a small business that has like 50 of them. You know, but, you know, I go in and it's like, okay, I drove here in the middle of the night. It's going to cost you this much and I got to, this price goes up. Oh, the parts are, the toilet, no, there's no more such thing as a $59 toilet anymore. 99 is the cheapest you can get. So it all, and they're, all, they're freaking out because they can't raise their rents. They can't raise the rents because they're in rent control. They got to wait for the lease to be up. And if the people don't want to move out, they can only raise it 3%, something like that. So this is bad. And then you add inflation on top of the fuel costs, and it, it, it's freaking horrible. And, yeah, it's killing me. I live it every day. And I, 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 I uh, you know, uh, drill Alaska, please. Just dr The caribou <laughs> will be drill. fine. Yeah. Well, drill, the baby, drill. The problem is uh, that the um – the, the federal government is moving in the opposite direction. We know that what they've done with federal gas and oil leasing on federal lands. We, we know what they did with the Keystone Pipeline. And right now the squad is calling on Biden to shut down the Line 3 pipeline in Minnesota. They say that um, this is a quote from uh, Ayanna Presley. She says, Mr. President Biden has the opportunity and the responsibility in making good on his word to the to be the climate president and must direct the Army Corps of Engineers to revoke the permit for line three. Uh, L, pretty soon, I mean, it, this looks to me like they're, you know, in addition to passing a $5 trillion Green New Deal, which is a lot of what that uh, infrastructure bill is, if they choke off the supply, mm -hmm. people are going to be forced to, they think, buy electric vehicles, but really what it's going to mean is people aren't going to be able to leave their homes because they won't be able to afford it. Yeah, the thing that they won't really address is the fact that, um, you know, if if electric vehicles were on the market, you know, you I can... I drive a 97 Nissan Maxima and I love my car. My car was uh, given to me by my dad when I moved back from California. I was going to buy another car and I just decided I liked it because it's comfortable, it's paid for, and my insurance is basically free. Um, if I if something happened to the Maxima, I would go out and probably spend at max another like 
five to seven thousand dollars on a car that i could pay for outright because I, I think that having a car payment is like fundamentally a stupid idea um and there's really no used uh electric vehicles on the market they're not cheap even the lowest end models are very high and so for this party that declares itself you know the party of of the champions of the poor and the middle class and all of that they really are they're just kind of expecting people to pick up this uh tab for a thirty thousand plus dollar vehicle uh and then uh because they want to move everyone to that then they want to uh, tax everyone per mile they drive you know they they were like well in the infrastructure bill it's not actually saying that we're going to tax people for miles it's just an exploratory committee well we all know what the fuck that means pardon my french but we all know what that means exploratory committees are a gateway to hell so just <laughs> essentially they want you to go into debt to buy a car that you can't afford because you can't get gas uh and then they're going to offer you this wonderful alternative, which is going to be, we'll move into these city centers because we're going to put in, you know, these uh, wonderful, big, long distance trains or whatever. Well, guess what? If you don't get every a vaccine every five months and let us anal swab you every two weeks to make sure you don't have a random virus, you can't get on that train. The whole thing is part of Agenda 2030. I'm going there or Agenda 21. And the whole thing is to get people into city centers to get to get rid of their autonomy, to get them plugged into the matrix. And everyone's going to cheer and clap as they do it. They're going to move them into these mixed use retail living spaces. And they're like, well, you can just walk to your grocery store. You can just walk to work. You don't even need a car. This is a fucking rat trap that people are caught up in thinking that it's convenient that they can walk to the fucking Kroger and they are walking into their own prison and they don't even know it. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, rant over. <laughs> Sean, there's so many things. There's so many ways we can go with this conversation. I'm going to throw a bunch of points out and then you can take, you know, go with any one of them or all of them. U.S. demand for petroleum for oil hit an all-time high, uh, exceeding the level it was before COVID hit. And we are producing less. The other thing is that if anybody has watched the documentary Planet of the Humans, it's a Michael Moore documentary, which I highly, highly recommend because he exposes the fraud of the of these clean energy and these alternative fuel vehicles and power sources and talks about how, in fact, they do more damage to the environment and to the quote unquote climate change effort than they than they uh, than our traditional vehicles do. And the th and the third thing I'll point out is that we just got out of Afghanistan. We saw what a disaster the pullout was, first of all, but secondly, being there for 20 years. Why were we there? Because we're entangled in the Middle East, which has caused uh, a flood of terrorism to uh, to not just affect the United States, but affect people around the world. That's how we ended up there. So now we're going to ask for more more oil from the Middle East to uh, to fuel this nation because we're producing less less here, and we can't put those two ideas together and understand why it's so misguided. Go with any of that. Oh, it's it's you know it gets back to energy independence, right? You want to leave Afghanistan? That's good. We you know we we went in there, we tried to drive the Taliban out, and the Taliban came right back, right? And so it's it's like, look, you 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 get involved in the Middle East, you get involved in nation building and regime change, it never works out. Regime change doesn't work, right? Especially in a nation or in an area where just it, it's very tribal, and they they don't want us there they don't they don't accept democracy it's just not something that they want but here we are forcing it down their throats forcing it down their throats and and look what did it do 20 years it was a band-aid band-aid fell right off but if we're going to get out of the middle east and we're going to start bringing everybody home that's good and great we got to be able to we, we then can't turn to the same people that were 
you know, declaring our enemies and declaring our adversaries and then going to them and asking them for petroleum. You know, I just saw a chart. I, I don't know where it was that I saw it, but that Russia, their uh, petroleum exports, their sales, so to speak, have been flying off the charts because the United States is buying more from Russia than because we're not producing it. Right. But it was Trump who was Putin's puppet. It was the Republicans who were Russian assets. Meanwhile, here we are buying gas that we could easily make ourselves from Russia. Right. This was supposed to be a big no, no. And now it's now it's the modus operandi. So this whole thing about this administration from the potted plant in the executive office all the way down to the bottom, it's 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 just it's just backwards and it's disgusting. Britt, uh, I, I recently drove across most of the country. I went two th- about two-thirds of the way across from New York to uh, South Dakota. Um, you know, I, I, dr- I did the drive straight. I stopped for gas three or four times each way. It wasn't cheap, but I, it only took me 10 minutes each time, five minutes, I don't know what it was, to fill up the vehicle and keep moving. Electric vehicles don't have that same luxury. Imagine doing a cross-country drive with an electric vehicle, and when your battery runs low, you have to stop and charge it for an hour or so. I mean, no, 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 no. Is that you just, an inconvenience? You a trailer with a generator. Is that an inconvenience that Americans are willing to to experience once they realize no. that that's the case? No, no, uh, no. It, 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 right now, right now, electric vehicles are the hip, cool thing. I'm the cool, you know. Put your man bun in, get in your little sissy electric car. Um, and look cool, but when it comes to practicality, it just it's just not gonna work. They tried it. They 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 tried doing electric buses in one of those. I think it was Frisco, one of the cities. It lasted a year and a half, and those buses are sitting in a field somewhere. It just the battery. Look, I would I wish electric vehicles worked. I wish it did, but it just doesn't. We don't have the technology yet, and there's not enough cobalt on this planet to do what the Green New Deal wants to do. It's just not gonna happen. Period. Um, so I, I don't know where we go with that. Um, kind of, I, I don't know, but I do, I, I want to double back to this thing about Trump. Um, someone needs to explain to Trump how to do this white racism, the, the white supremacy thing, because he is doing it. He is, he is the worst president on all levels. He's he can't even do white yeah, he's the he can't do white supremacy properly. He he's the worst racist ever. I mean, he's he is endorsing a black man after giving the black the black community the lowest unemployment rates and the highest wage growth in the history of the black people in this country. He's now in how dare him endorse a black man and be a white supremacist? What is he doing, Sean? Help me here understand this. What is he doing endorsing uh, Herschel Walker, one of the greatest football players of all time? Oh, well, it's clear as day. I mean, you know, either it's, it's either option one. Uh, Herschel Walker is what the left would refer to as a, an Uncle Tom, which is racist in and of itself. And number two, Donald Trump is using Herschel Walker as a token. It can't just be that Donald Trump isn't a racist and that Herschel Walker is a patriot. And that's just and, and, you know, he's a free thinker and that's it. No, it's your counter to my narrative. I'm the left. You're counter to my narrative. So you're a bad person. That's just, that's just what it, or he's a bad person. Or you know what? Let's just go with this. Herschel Walker is an Uncle Tom and Trump's using him as a token because that's the direction where this is going to go if you break it doesn't matter who you are you could be the biggest black lives matter supporter in the world the minute you take one step out of line you find out who the real racists are and you start to be called all these terrible things usually by by 
little white liberals, latte liberals in, in, in Portland somewhere outside of Starbucks. Oh, you know, Herschel Walker's a race trader. He's an Uncle Tom, a white, like a white lady's calling. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 they can't pass their own tests. You know, Elizabeth Warren wants to talk about cultural appropriation. She built a career off of lying about her heritage. You know, it's, you know, uh, 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 Dick Blumenthal, he, you know, he's, Lies about going into into uh, into war. Danang Dick, they used to call him, right? Stolen valor. You know these people can't pass their own tests, and so it's it's just I don't know. It, it it it's 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 incredible to watch this double standard, and then the media like barking seals. They clap along, saying, "Oh, how very nice it is." You know, it, that's just what we got to keep pointing out. I, I'm tired of it, but we got to keep pointing it out. Agreed. I'm sorry, JV. I didn't mean to steal your segment. I was just hoping he would do Trump. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> The greatest running back ever. Okay, Herschel. Great guy. He even does the eyebrows, too. I love it. It's the facial expressions. Yeah, is it's it everything. because is it because JV is it because he's from Long Island, so he's kind of got well, the accent he, already? Well, I, think, the, I think he's got he's got a foundation to work with that maybe most of us don't have because he's from you know the new, greater New York area. Yeah, I think so. That helps. But That's true. he puts yeah. it, he puts it all together. <laughs> so good. You know what? I need to, okay, at the end of the show, we're not I mean obviously we'll disconnect, but Sean, you got to do some bumpers for us in and out as Trump. Okay. Let's <laughs> roll. All right. I'm I'm cool. And back to you, JB. I did I'm Oh, sorry, you're just going to do a one thing. question thing? Okay. Uh But you don't want me to do yeah. my Trump impression? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Can, can you do one? Can you do one? That's your Biden no. impression. That was no. your Biden. Come on, man. Yeah. Your Biden impression. Yeah, he's um, the Biden. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, no, I can't, like, we right. can't do any accents or impressions, really. I try to do them, yeah. but I'm not good at it. Um, <laughs> we're almost we're almost at the end of the show here. I do want to comment on what you what you just said in a broader sense, too, because the fact that we filter almost everything, and I don't say we do, because we, we avoid it, but as a nation, we're starting to, and certainly as the left does, filters everything and everyone through this prism of race or gender or sexuality. And when you hire people and put people in jobs because of race and gender and sexuality, instead of competence, you get shit like the Afghanistan debacle we just saw. That's what happens when you when your primary criteria is do they check a box as opposed to your primary criteria being are they good at what they do? Are they the best at what they do because the people in the positions of power that made decisions regarding Afghanistan should have been the best. They're clearly not, but they do check boxes. And that's the danger we get into when we when we start putting everything through that prism. Uh, I don't think we really have enough time to get in and get into let me see if I've got something uh, light here. Oh yeah, let's uh let's talk about this this Apple uh, uh announcement here. Apple computer, Apple not really Apple Computer anymore because they're really a smartphone company more than anything else or a software company for that matter. They've just announced they're going to postpone plans to uh, enact some uh, changes to their iOS, their operating system on phones and Macs to, that will be scanning for child sexual abuse images. And they're doing that due to privacy concerns. Um, Apple was about to uh, release new features that would basically scan your phone for images that could be considered child pornography. Now, I'm going to say right now, child pornography is abhorrent and it should be, uh, you know, prosecuted to the full ex extent of the law when it's discovered and when it is, uh, you know, and someone is found guilty of that. However, can you just think of the abuses 
that can start, L. If the if we open the Pandora's box of the phone manufacturer or the company or the software manufacturer that's providing the operating system for your phones or your computers, can start scanning for things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, quickly that turns from child pornography to, hmm, are they, are they, what are they saying about COVID? Or, hmm, what are they doing? Uh, wh- what kind of car are they looking at buying? How much gas does that use? I mean, you, you obviously can see the dangers mm-hmm. of this. Oh, absolutely. Um, you see that all over. Um, and the thing is, is like what you just said about how, like, well, what are they thinking about? What are they doing? People are like, well, they don't have the time to do that. But we're, we're in a day and age now where that, like, we have AI and we have technology that is capable of uh, compiling and analyzing data like that on in such an insane scale at such an insane speed that, uh, you know, it's, it's not like just some random you know, peon and at a desk in an office anymore going through these things. They have, uh, you know, facial recognition, digital uh, text rep- uh, detection for images. The whole thing is uh, terrifying. And you'll see the same thing. They're doing the same thing in Australia, like through a, uh, you know, same kind of method, but for a different cause. Um, you know, universally, people agree that child pornography is a just horrific thing. And of course, every person in the world would want to end uh you know people's access to it but you know if they have this kind of technology and want to scan images then why aren't sites like twitter and facebook and uh you know other places employing this kind of technology where there's it's notably a thing but they want to scan private images on private cell phones i mean of course i want i don't want child porn to be a thing but you know once once you've put that little wedge in the door and you've got everyone to agree to it because they're like, well, if, you know, if I say I think that this is a bad thing because it's over overreaching a, a privacy, then they're going to blame you for, you know, enabling child porn. So people will go along with it. But once you've put that wedge in the door, then it's like, well, you know, anyone who's, you know, spreading, uh, spreading extremist rhetoric. And the same thing is happening in Australia right now. They're trying really hard to get it to where uh, they're they're trying to uh, end anonymity on social media in Australia, and they're doing it under the guise of protecting women from abusive spouses and partners. I don't know what that has to do with being anonymous online, but they're wanting people who have anonymous accounts to have to register their account with social media uh, platforms with their actual government issued ID, and that uh, the. A social media platform would then be required by law to at any time turn over who that person is to the government. And so they're like, well, it's to protect women and children from getting, you know, battered. Again, I don't know how, uh, you know, having your ID tied to your social media account will protect women. That seems like a weird stretch to me. But then, of course, if you speak out against it, you're like, well, do you not care about women? I mean, that's exactly what they do every single time. And um, I bought an iPhone. I regret it immensely. I've had a Samsung phone for like, you know, 10 years, but I was like, I'm going to try something different. I got the iPhone 12 Pro Max and um, I was, I was going to return it when I found that out. I haven't done it yet, but like just (sighs) the, the idea that that is where we're going is horrific and you know this is the same company you know apple refused to turn over what was it, the the san bernardino uh, shooter they wouldn't unlock the phone for the uh, court proceedings but you know now they're gonna do this so you know what's the where's the line here who are they trying to target what are like what's the goal with this because they clearly don't actually care about doing you know the right thing when it comes to crime so there's some ulterior motive and uh, it's um just anyways yeah that's uh 
I'm not ending that very eloquently. That's, but right. yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, Sean, we don't, we don't, Sean, we don't have to look very far to see how this can be can be abused. We we already know that the the uh, federal government, the Biden administration, has asked Facebook uh, to monitor people for certain speech. We know that uh, they have approached Verizon and other carriers to start monitoring people's text, private text messages for mis their version of misinformation about COVID vaccines. Um, you know, all of these things that we're afraid of happening someday have already started to happen. Yeah, it's uh, it, welcome to the surveillance state. You know, <clears throat> Big Brother's watching. Um, it, it's a shame to hear about it. If, 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 if social media companies are going to be doing that, then Section 230 needs to be thrown away. You know, because at that point, you're you're not, you're no longer falling in that, in that, category anymore you know that your protections are gone and then if your cell phone companies are going to start doing that like verizon or at&t and team oh at&t by the way owns cnn uh so you know you should know that at&t owns cnn um but if at&t and then t-mobile and verizon and whatever your, your cell phone carriers start doing that then just like bongino and everybody else is building the parallel economy we're going to have to find a parallel cell service i mean that's the way this is going it's going red state, blue state. It's sadly going, it's going East Berlin, West Berlin sort of situation right now, you know, where you have certain states with mask mandates and the kids got to be diapered up, masked up in schools. And then in, in the red states, the kids are free and the people are free. And that's unfortunately the way it's going. It's sad. It's so divisive. And the wedge is being driven through the center of this country, through the heart of this country by this administration. And, you know, it's not stopping anytime soon. We're only seven months in. I mean, what are we going to do over the next three years? Well, we got to stand strong. We got to hold our ground. That's all we could do. Yeah, Britt, I'm going to change the topic for the final thing here. We are a little bit over time. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us. By the way, if you're new to the program, please subscribe to whatever channel or platform you're listening or watching on. We appreciate that very, very much. This actually might give you a little bit of hope. Britt, one of the people that you love talking shit about the most is the prime minister of Canada. Well, it looks like he is in trouble. His numbers are not good. And there's an election coming up. I think it's on September 20th, where um, it looks like Justin Trudeau's odds of retaining power in Canada are slipping. The Liberal Party is falling further behind as there is a Conservative Party freight train that looks like it's going to topple the Trudeau government. Does that make you, give you any encouragement, Britt? No. No, it doesn't because <laughs> the fix is in. The fix is in. It doesn't matter. They have mail-in balloting up there. They're doing the same thing we're doing here in California. We sent out in California. We sent out twenty-one Dominion million Dominion has the headquarters votes. in Canada. Uh, yeah, and Dominion's up there. The fix is in, and Canada doesn't have the rights that we have down here. So, you know, their people can't even ask questions about what's going on in their government without being fear of, you know, shipped off to a gulag. So the, the fix is in. It sucks. It really sucks. This, you know, I was hoping we were going to have a fair, at least a fair election here in California for the recall. We're not, we're not, and and they're and they're trying, you know, and and the midterm variants coming, and California is already saying that they're going to do the full mail-in thing again, which is twenty-one million votes. You know, I just heard some stuff come out about the uh, the big lie that we're not allowed to talk about, but that there are literally ten, uh, hundreds of thousands of missing votes that were cast, but they can't find the hard part. They, I mean, there's all kinds of funky stuff going. They're going to try and. We, we have a conservative freight train rolling. Well, they're going to try and, and derail us with the same shit they did the first time. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, we're aware of it now. Everybody needs to get out. You need to volunteer. You need to poll watch. You need to work at polls uh, on election day. You need to be in the counting rooms. You know, you need to volunteer. You need to work. You need to pay attention. We have to do that. 
in order to uh, agenda. Yeah, agenda twenty one. It's agenda twenty one. It's agenda twenty thirty. It's agenda twenty fifty. It's the Great Reset. It's uh, the Atlantic Council. It's the uh, World Economic Forum. It's the Tides Foundation. It's Soros, Bezos, Bloomberg, Steyer. It's the Devos crowd, the billionaire Devos crowd. They they hate us. They're you know, all heads on the same hydra, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. It's all yeah. part of the same body. But I'm going to go on a rant here about something that was mentioned earlier, JV, with, with the middle class getting squashed. And the middle class is getting squashed. And and I always I always heard the people bitch about Ronald Reagan. And I actually did a lot of looking into the whole thing about Ronald Reagan. Oh, the poor got poor and the rich got richer. And, and that was actually a factual statement. No, no, no. It is a factual statement. But what they don't follow it up with is that the middle class grew. What happened was under the Reagan years is the reason the poor got poorer is because the poor that could work got jobs and so then the very poor which were the mentally ill the disabled were left behind so it looked like they got poorer they didn't it's because that the top half of the poor got into the lower middle class right and the other thing that happened is on the rich side yeah so but but people don't understand we're always going to have rich in this country we're always going to have poor in this country i am always going to work for a richer person than me i just am but i don't want to be the poorest guy either but that's what but what makes our country so different than everywhere else on the planet is we have a huge middle class. That's our success. That's our power is the middle class. And right now, right now, it's getting squashed hard. Under Trump, in 2019, we had 1% inflation, 11% increase in wages. For the first time in, since the 80s, we had a 10% growth in actual wages. That's the facts. That's the numbers. Before you get to this, what Elle was talking about, they're changing how they're doing their arithmetic, the funny Bill Clinton you know, numbers on unemployment. I mean, they're, 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 they're common coring the math now so that they can look better. But the point is, it's all about the middle class. Our middle class has to grow. And this tax package and the $3.5 trillion package is going to crush the middle class. Ta plan. Taxes and inflation crushed the middle class, and the middle class has been yeah. uh, being pushed from both sides, from all sides, for years. And that's why the Democrats continue to keep offering these uh, uh, dependency programs to try to uh, make up for what they're doing on the other side, but it's just making the problem worse. Um, we're out of we time. We need a tax revolt. We need, yeah, we need, there's a lot of things we need. Oh. That'd be pretty hardcore. Yep. Yep. I had a whole article that I wanted Sorry. to do about taxes, and I actually had, had pie charts. I had a whole bunch of stuff I was going to do, but we just ran out of time. So, um, we're do gonna, it on Sunday. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to do it on Sunday. We'll do Sunday leftovers or something, um, and we'll, we'll get into this. Listen, we've got a lot of new names flowing through all of our chat rooms. Please subscribe, folks. We want to have you come back. Um, we, we try to read the comments. We try to include them as the show uh, evolves here, but uh, as you can see, we get into these articles. We get pretty wrapped up in the stuff we're talking about but thank you for being here again please subscribe share the program we are on youtube we are on foxhole we are on are you are you putting thumbs up oh yeah give us a thumbs up is that what you're saying yeah. yes nice like, job okay, like the video yeah um we are on where else i, I missed it we're a pod, the podcast version of the show of course where else brett uh uh we're on, we're on we are on twitch uh, for the kids over there, we're just trying to break in there. Uh, I do upload the next day to Rumble, so if you want to watch on Rumble for whatever reason, we'll be up on Rumble, um, and we're looking to expand. But I also I just noticed that uh, Kristen McHale just gifted us a phone, so now we have a flip phone. So we got two cans and a flip phone tonight. Wow, we are we are making progress. <laughs> yeah, we're making some serious. Also, I hope yeah. it's not uh, the Apple phone that uh, that tracks our movements, but well, you know, um, wait, that's wow. 
and also and also and also Roku is is another place you can find the program. That's going to do it for tonight, oh, yeah. Sean. Thank you so much. the The Trump thing is excellent. We're going to have to. Uh, I'm sure you've already probably you probably have people doing answer machines and and, uh, and <laughs> birthday phone calls and stuff like that. Don't probably don't Done those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Anyway, thanks for being here tonight. We love having you on the program. Um, well, how do you pronounce the new the new governor's last name? Is it Hochul? Hochul. Hochul. And, uh, yeah, but it's actually Cuomo because it's Cuomo in a dress. So Cuomo, that's all it is. Cuomo in a dress and a mask. Ew. Man. It's Cuomo yeah. shadow government. Hello, kids. And the first thing, the first thing she does out of the blocks is is uh, mandate masks for kids. Is that right? Yeah, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Unbelievable. El, thanks for being here. Always love having you on the show, of course. And um, yeah, I know you'll be joining us again as will Sean. So we're looking forward to that. I'm on. I'm on next Wednesday. Me and uh, Patriot Jay, I think. Right. Oh, cool. I don't know, Britt. Uh, that's what it's looking like. <laughs> like I don't know. If okay. we're set up. Okay, okay. So, well, yeah. okay. so we need to talk about... Yeah, yeah. go No, Sorry go. That. You go. Okay, yeah. We're uh, So next So next week, uh, Monday's a normal show, but Wednesday we're traveling in the morning, and we're going to try and get into our booth and get set up and do our show as normal on Wednesday evening. But we will be in Atlantic City at the Showboat Hotel for Bike Week. So if you're in the area, come on out. If you, I mean, if you're not in the area, fly on out. Ride your bike out. Um, but we're going to be there all week uh, until Sunday uh, for Bike Week in Atlantic City in New Jersey. We'll have a booth. We're going to be broadcasting off and on all day long, uh, and we're going to be doing our regular shows. We're going to hope we're praying to God for Wednesday night. It'll depend on how the setup goes, um, and then uh, we'll be here for definitely Friday night. But we will be uh, streaming off and on, and we're going to even try and do some remote walking around streaming, looking at cool bikes and artwork and tattoos and stuff like that. Yeah, playing some games at the booth too. I know we got some political trivia stuff oh, yeah. we're going to do, and some other give away some shirts and some other stuff. So, should be awesome. So, if you're in the Atlantic City area, look us up uh, the Wednesday through Sunday, next Wednesday through Sunday. So that's going to do it for tonight. Thanks everybody. We love you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you.